0: Good, Jeremy. How you doing this week?
1: Oh, good, good, super good. I was a little, uh, little late getting here. My apologies. <laughs> my alarm's going off, and I don't. I think like we we're out shopping or something. I was dreaming, and in my dream, we were in the mall, and I could hear my alarm going off. And then in my dream, I'd reach into my pocket and hit the silence button. But that was the reality. So I slept in like, led like, by like forty minutes today. <laughs> I was like, come on, really. But, yeah.
0: Well, you know, but, it's good to do sometimes.
1: Yeah. And I did get a coffee. And, I mean, I couldn't talk to anybody without at least a coffee. Oh, no. You know, Nobody's so.
0: throwing stones about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, we dropped uh, our oldest off at school, college, on Tuesday. And that was a bit of a rough day. But uh, this is related to the coffee note. Um. So, he was wondering, like, what's he going to do for coffee there? And, like, they have coffee in the cafeteria, but for some reason it's not ready before he goes to classes. So we went and we we're going to get him like a little Keurig, right? Cause I mean, it's not like he's got water in his dorm room and he's like, he's sharing a room with another guy and it, you don't want it to be too, you don't want to mess in there. Right. And so it's like Keurigs are good. Cause now all they have to do is fill a little thing up with water. They can throw the little thing in, make a coffee and then throw it away. I personally can't stand cure. Like I haven't met a Keurig cup that actually tastes good. Um, but I mean, whatever, my boys also, they, they, they're they not as fussy about coffee as I am. I think as you get older, it's kind of like, you know what? Life's too short to have junky coffee where when I was a kid, man, I'd, I'd drink the bottom of the pot anytime, you know, but, um, so we got them an espresso and I haven't tried it yet, but, uh, can you hear me? Hello?
0: Hello. Hello,
1: oh that's weird. I got I got some weird things going on my end. Could could you hear me just fine?
0: Oh yeah, and right up until the end. That's weird. You said you got him an espresso, and then I thought there was a little hiccup.
1: Yeah, because all of a sudden, like it went like oh weird. Anyways, uh, yeah, I haven't tried. it. I'm gonna try it this morning. But um, so we've got like uh, one of the shopping centers, a couple of them here have the Nespresso stores. And so you can go in there and they'll actually make you one. So you can try it. And my oldest said it was really good. I actually tried the coffee. Like he made himself just an espresso. And it was actually good. Like I'm like, that's actually not that bad. But um, then they've got this milk frother. And you just put the milk in. You can never have cold or hot. And it's like silent. And it does an unbelievable job at frothing milk. So um, yeah, our oldest, well, he's coming home today. I think he's going to come home for this weekend. But he doesn't know we got it for him so I'm pretty stoked to give it to him he's gonna have like it's actually pretty fancy like good coffee it's kind of crazy and when it brews it like there's all these different options and it reads his barcode on the thing and then I guess like it has like a nice thick crema on top like for for like an instant type of coffee system I think it's pretty cool but I I can't say I can't comment next week I'll comment because I'll have actually had a couple of them so I can say whether it's good or not but Interesting technology in there.
0: Yeah. If it wasn't for Tim Hortons, I wouldn't use K Cups anymore. Mm. You what? use K Cups? Oh, yes, they do. I, uh, and when I discovered Tim Hortons, you know, I, I blame my sister for my addiction. Uh, um, cause she has a friend in Canada and that's where I learned of it. Yeah. And <clears throat> I had, uh, at the time, I had three coffee makers in, Over the span of two houses, oh well, and eventually there were all three here. Yeah, and I've got I had a regular, you know, perk coffee maker, and then one that perks into a carafe.
2: Yeah,
0: and then K cup, and I bought um, Tim Horton for all of it, just to see if there was a taste difference. Mm -hmm. And as long as you pick the right temperature and water. The cup size setting, mm-hmm. tastes the same. Hmm. So you could. And it, and they're can... the only. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, they and they're the only ones other than the original uh, Nantucket blend cake cup that they don't mm-hmm. make anymore. It's still called that, but it's a completely different company making it. Mm. Um, that I, they the only cake cup I can stand.
1: Hmm. Um, so like. Your Keurig, you can select different water temperatures. Yeah. Oh wow, that's cool. I've, I've never seen anything like that. Keurig. Oh, okay. We've only had the one where it's like you turn it on, you add the water, you turn it on, and you press brew, and that's it. Like that; those are your options. <laughs>
0: and every one of those I've had has just killed itself after about two years. Hmm. And my uh, our uh, friends that live in Kentucky, they won't drink out of a Keurig ever, 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 because <laughs> one Keurig somewhere had um, mold or mildew in the water tank. Yeah. I'm like, uh, clean it yeah, no before it gets there. You know, make sure the you get the one with the black light, Yeah, you know, or, you know, the ultraviolet Yeah. Thing. Anyway, that's, that's funny. And, and these are the same people that I love them to dearly, but (laughs) (sighs) they wash their coffee cup every time. How do you mean? You know, they use a coffee cup and then they wash it. They don't have a coffee cup and then let it get that patina on the inside. Mm. Season it, if you will. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I remember as a kid? My dad would always bring coffee out to his garage and he'd always leave. Like for some reason, he'd get into a project and forget he brought it out there and then go in for the night and then really forget he brought it out there. And I always found cups of coffee with the most spectacular looking mold growing in them. (laughs) Like it was a regular thing. And I remember like I'd come in with three or four cups in different stages. Some of them just start out with little tiny green dots and some of them green and white and blue. some of them looked so cool my mom's like don't touch that stuff it's not good for you <laughs> but, yeah my dad always left his coffees out in the shop
0: one of the one of the uh, tradesmen i worked with over the years as a apprentice to learn from he had a collection of coffee cups in his workshop and i'm like uh, what's up with this? He's like, my wife gets up every morning before me and makes my, makes me my coffee for me. Mm-hmm. She makes the worst coffee I've ever <laughs> drank. It's undrinkable. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and you can't tell her any different. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause she seems to remember from, you know, 40 years ago, somebody saying, Oh, this is how Johnny likes his coffee. Right, but mm, so yeah. now she won't make it any other way. Even Johnny can't tell her different, and he won't break her heart by telling her it sucks. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? That's that's love right there. Yep,
1: that's you know, right. It's A
0: waste of money, but it's love.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so how's your week been?
0: Um, I'm glad you asked, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, the biggest highlight of my life for the last two and a half weeks has been. Hey, I'm going to get back into smoking meat and I'm going to oh, get me yes. a pit barrel or my wife got me a pit barrel barbecue. And then yeah. I ordered some accessories for it to make it easier to use. Like what's that? Uh, uh, the skewers, the baskets for cut sausages, corn, oh, okay. uh, potatoes or Brussels sprouts, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another kind of skewer, uh, and a hinged grate. So it's uh, a full size grate, but one half of it hinges up. So you can hang and grill at the same time.
1: Oh, wow. Cool. Yep.
0: Well, now let me tell you. Yeah. So, and when we recorded last week, I said, oh, they're supposed to be here Tuesday, the accessories. Oh, no, they came that day. Hmm. And so FedEx really can't figure out when they're going to deliver anything. Yeah. Well, it it came in a box that looks suspiciously like the box my pit barrel came in. And, in fact, there was a pit barrel in it, and all the pieces and parts I ordered were neat and safely packed inside another pit barrel that I didn't hmm. order.
2: Hmm.
0: And I went and double-checked, and no, I didn't order this. Hmm. And I hemmed and hauled for two days on whether or not I was going to tell the company
2: mm-hmm.
0: that they sent me a $400 thing when I only ordered $179 thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I did. I just sent them an email. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they took my email as snarky, but I meant it as funny. Mm-hmm. And basically it was, Hey, thank you so much. I got all the accessories I ordered and they got here in perfect condition. Of course, how could they not? They were neatly and safely packaged inside a brand new pit barrel. Mm -hmm. Now I, you know, at first would want to thank you for your generosity, but I don't think that's what happened. I think this was a mistake and kind Mm -hmm. of left it hanging there. And literally that's what my email said. And, since I knew it was the weekend, I'm not going to hear anything. Monday rolls around, I get a phone call <laughs> from the company. And it's the, it's Dave, their uh, customer service manager or something like that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wee! you could, uh, make ice cubes on this guy's personality. Mm-hmm. And he's like, They and they sent him pictures, right? Mm. This is what I received. Yeah. And he's like, they the warehouse sent you a pit barrel. Yeah. How? Why? That's a question Uh, for the warehouse. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I don't know. I ordered some accessories. I got a pit barrel and the accessories I ordered. Mm Hmm. And he's like, well. You know, do you mind if we send you a return shipping label? And, you know, I'm like, no, go ahead. That's not what I expected them to say, Mm
2: -hmm. but
0: I knew it was 50-50. Yeah. And then he goes, well, you know, do you think you could drop it off? No, it's 80 pounds, and -hmm. I don't have a FedEx near me. Yeah. And with the price of gas, you know, (laughs) what am I getting out of this? I didn't order it. Yeah. You sent it. Yeah. And at this point, I'm getting, you know, my, my danders or my, uh, yeah, you know, my hackles are up. Yeah. And, uh, and he's just like, well, you know, I guess we can, uh, send you something. I mean, uh, set it up. No, Okay. Yep. So they and then a little while later, I get an email with the packing list and that, uh, pickup from my house has been scheduled Mm
2: -hmm.
0: no real thank you because here's what he thanks me for and it's like i'm talking to a lawyer thank you for taking my call (laughs) thank you for your understanding no that's not even what he said um yeah it was all lawyer ease kind of apology -apology Mm non-apology stuff and then you know uh, I let him know I got the uh shipping label and it's all ready to go for when FedEx gets here, blah blah blah. And let him know FedEx picked it up. And he just he sends back the same thing thank you for taking my call, thank you for
2: hmm.
0: what. And now I'm all mad at this point. Yeah. Uh, one and, it, and it's all Dave's fault that I'm mad because of the way he communicates. Because the headquarters for the company is in Louisville, Kentucky. The warehouse that shipped it to me is somewhere in Ohio. And the return department I'm shipping it back to is in Nevada. Oh, weird. And I'm like, I know a little bit about business. Not a lot, but a little bit. And I know the price of the goods. And I know how much you probably pay warehouse people. And I know how much fuel costs. And you lost money by having me ship this back to you. Mm -hmm. You had to.
1: Yeah. No kidding.
0: Why didn't you just tell me to keep it? And by the way, you didn't even give me like a coupon code for a bottle opener, you know? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No, no real, no real tangible. Thank you for letting you know there was a glitch in the system. Yeah. And I don't know. I haven't done anything because I just want to talk about it on this, um, platform and, you know, talk it out. See what you thought.
1: No, that's kind of rude of them. Like, uh, hey uh, well, you know, the, probably the big, huge problem is the guys, first of all, personality, right? And you meet like the way that you described this guy. I've met people like that. And when you see people like that in any uh, customer interaction role at all, let alone something they would call customer service, like even a person like that loading people's, uh, you know, furniture at a furniture sales store that may not be like, but man, to be the guy that phones the customer and, and deals with situations, mistake on their part. But, um, you know, even Amazon, you, you buy something, sometimes they'll send you two of them and sometimes they're expensive, like you'll order something. It's like, oh, wow, you sent me an extra one. They're like, oh, just keep it. Okay. But I don't know. Whatever.
0: Yeah, what he said was, uh, this is the first email back to me after our conversation. Thank you for taking my call earlier today. Again, I would like to offer our apologies for the mix-up on your order. I wasn't complaining. I was letting you know. Yeah. You know, I was over the moon. Now I got two. Yeah. Now I'm back to one.
1: Yeah, no kidding, eh? Um... So I got a question though. How did that uh, chicken turn out?
0: It had amazing smoke flavor. Yeah. A little dry. It was what but you, but
1: What do you think that was?
0: Well, um I left it in too long. Oh, okay. And I knew it because yeah. I I I tempted at one sixty two at a particular time, right? Attempted yeah. it at 162, and then I put in the corn and the potatoes and some two pork, two thick cut pork chops, and uh, cooked it for another hour. Mm. So that's why. Gotcha. But I wasn't f- like feeling apprehensive about doing that because I was, I've been told for 28 years by somebody that I live with that they like dry chicken, <laughs> and then they complained that the chicken was dry, and I'm like, I can't win
1: do <laughs> you know um yeah it'd be it'd be kind of interesting to cook some more stuff up on that hey
0: eh? oh yeah i'm gonna the, the pork chops oh my lord
1: you did pork chops on there oh
0: god and i hung uh, those because yeah. they were thick cut and the smoke ring almost met in the middle oh wow oh man and yeah, that's cool i, I was using Half mesquite and half apple.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, it's good. So stuff. The, I think <clears> the <throat> next thing I'm going to try to make on there will be either um, a like a Peruvian style chicken mm-hmm. or beef ribs.
1: Mm. That'd be good. Yeah. I just
0: have to see. Um I'm trying to get my Peruvian spice mix sorted Diled. out.
1: Yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah, there's this thing, uh, I don't know what it was. Um well, Belizean chicken. We had it um my wife's uncle and aunt. He went to finished his med school in Grand Cayman. And so we took a vacation down there and we, we went down for his graduation. And it was awesome. They they had a nice apartment when they were there. And so we could stay with them and stuff. And they made this stuff called Belizean chicken. And I don't know the spices that were on it, but it was, it, you, it was kind of like not Jamaican, like, not like a jerk, like a Jamaican jerk flavor, but it was definitely, it tasted Caribbean, right? Like it was just like, oh, wow. This, but so good. I need to see if, if, if she had the recipe. And it's one of these chickens where um, you do it up, and then I think they ended up shredding it before they serve it. But um, and it's if it's always better the next day. So you have it for supper, and it's so good. And then the next day, that flavor out just kind of deepens a bit. And then you heat it up and put it and you know make some nice buns. And oh man, it's so good. We haven't had that for a while. But talking about like that stuff makes me think about it mm-hmm so we did the uh, brisket last friday and you yeah, know what's weird <clears throat> it, it was hard to manage like so we had the uh, you know got the like the big green egg type thing a ceramic cooker um and 250 the whole time like we held temperature just perfectly and the smoke was excellent just a little wispy blue smoke i forget which chips we used but um, man, for some reason, the internal temperature of that brisket—and this was a big brisket, like I don't know, I don't know how many pounds. I, mean, I think I said it on the last show, didn't I? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, whatever that was, it was big. Like we had so like we had a family. 16 or 18 pounds. Yeah, yeah, big size, and so they, you know, you look everything you read, everything you see. It's like, okay, you're going to need eight to 12 hours. And so I was worried that I wouldn't even have time to fully do it up. Anyways, when I got off the podcast, uh, Steph's like, oh man, it's like 140 internal temperature. I'm like, what? And then they say the stall usually happens about 160 I sort of watching it and checked it like 20 minutes later and it's at 160. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. And that's when you're supposed to wrap it, but that's usually supposed to take about six hours. And so I'm like, check it again. It's like, what? It's going up. It's going up. It's going up. And so Steph actually took it off. I had to. Where did I go? I had to run somewhere and grab something. But anyways, um, Steph took it off. She's like, this thing's just getting out of control. And so she took it off, uh, put it on, a, on the counter on a big, huge cutting board, and then put like a turkey dome over it. And then I came back and I wrapped it. And man, that thing cooked so fast. Like, it just, it just, bang. It, it worked out good like it was a little bit little drier than i would have hoped i've done better and then you know when you wrap it what we do is we'll wrap it and then we actually wrap it in like a, a towel like a big beach towel and then put that into a cooler and then we'll rest it for a couple hours and it still stays super hot but um yeah no the, like the center was exactly what you want right like flopping over your finger And, you know, you squeeze it and all the juice comes out, but the ends, like towards the tip and stuff, it was a little, little on the dry side. It wasn't dry. Like I've definitely gone to people's house and had roast beef. That's 10 times worse, but I don't know. Everybody loved it. They're like, this is the best brisket I've ever had. Some of them, but I wasn't, I've done better. But I was really shocked because usually my problem when I'm doing something like that is like, okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to raise the temperature on this. Like I'm trying to go low and slow, but it's not cooking fast enough. We're gonna need this food in like five hours, and we gotta get it, you know, edible. Nope, not this one. This one was just like, boom, we're done. Yeah, we cooked it to 202, and man, yeah, I couldn't believe how fast it went. And it's weird. Like I could understand if I was cranking on the heat and stuff like that, but yeah man weird it tasted good though
0: I wonder if that's a uh ceramic cooker phenomenon
1: maybe do you know what the other thing too is that we actually froze this brisket so like they were on sale at Costco and Steph bought it and then it was in our fridge for a few days and we were going camping and this and that she thought well we're not gonna have time to cook it so let's put it in the freezer and then we let it thaw in the fridge for a couple of days. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. Like, I'm definitely, I would far rather, you know, cook meat that's never frozen, definitely. But at the same time, we bought this, we thought we were going to do it up, and then we didn't. And I'm like, I'm not throwing this away. It's like 100 bucks worth of meat, you know. But I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not. Who knows?
0: <sighs>
1: do you guys have an air fryer?
0: We have four.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) One for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for the man cave, and one for the shop.
0: No, we got, you know, a really big one. Yeah. Well, well, not a really big one, but a big one. And then we had two smaller ones. And then one that um, her mom and dad had bought and didn't like, and they gave it to us. And it's one that's a toaster uh it's everything not just yeah, an yeah. air fryer yeah and it's actually pretty good if you, you just figure out how to what works best instead of following the directions yeah yeah it's, we followed the directions and it either wouldn't cook or was burning we got to mm. learn yeah some toast really well
1: <laughs> we did on sunday you came back we just took some we got some really nice steak from costco what steph does is um where are the steaks cut from again shoot i forget the cut of meat anyways they'll sell this whole like sirloin or whatever at costco and it's on sale a lot of the time and so steph will buy one and again it's like a 150 dollar piece of meat and then we just cut our own steaks from that and so we took some it's really nice like this was a really good one and uh on sunday we just wanted we well, we always have Faspa, which is like a German word for like afternoon snack. It's kind of a traditional thing. We don't have it traditional because it's always with sausage, like Mennonite sausage or whatever. But we always have like a lighter meal on Sunday afternoons. And uh, so I took this steak and probably like one inch cubes, a little salt, pepper, mix it all up and throw that in the air fryer. And man, does that do a good job. Like, just gets a nice little bit of crust. I made the mistake, the first round I did, I had them too close, and so they were fully cooked, but they didn't uh, They didn't crunch up, kind of. And so the second round, I spaced them out a lot more, and I cooked them for less, because they were done quicker, obviously. But man, they're just like nice little, and then we had like a little Asian kind of uh, a dipping sauce. Ooh, that was good, and so easy. Like, as hard as it is to cut meat and add salt and pepper, you know, and then cooking it is just a matter of, Hitting a button and checking on it, you know. That was a nice little wasn't like a full on meal. You could have made it that, but it's more of a little snack. Man, that was good. Good stuff.
0: Yeah, I've used the air fryer for just about everything except uh like fried chicken or chicken and mm-hmm. like steak or something like that. I haven't used it for it yet. Hmm.
1: Yeah, we've done whole chickens in ours. They say you're not supposed to like. Oh, don't do chickens in there because we have one that has a rotisserie.
0: I and want then... one. I want another rotisserie. I used to have one, and it... I loved doing chicken and lamb in it. But mm. uh, that's years ago. It broke, and mm. I wore that thing out.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Like with whole chicken, you just do it up, and it's like, oh man, it gets a beautiful crust on it, and oh, good stuff. And this is like the food episode, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it could be worse.
1: Yeah, this is true. Oh, speaking of chicken, this has nothing to do with anything really, but uh, I just figured I'd tell you. So for some reason, like we're right between Strathmore and Calgary, and then we're, we're close, closest to Langdon. So Langdon is about 10 minutes down the road. They got a Tim Hortons. They just got a Dairy Queen grocery store, blah, 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 blah. Well, like basically you go to cross the number one highway, And like one minute down, they just put in this huge like gas station complex and now there's a Burger King and a KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken and a a gas station, but just talking about chicken. So I have, uh, I've got a Kentucky Fried Chicken about seven minutes from my house now, which is weird. Anyways, that had nothing to do with anything, but that's that. Oh, I could ride my bike. Then let me 20 let minutes. me go
0: back and correct something I said. Instead of having cooked chicken in it, I reheat chicken in it, and that's oh, okay. It's one of the best things. Like if you if I went to when we go to um, KFC, her mom and dad bring it over. I recook it to get all that grease out and to make it crispy because nothing makes it here um, crispy. <laughs> or hot yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i never thought about that that probably it, it probably is actually better than like right from the restaurant hey
0: oh yeah it is and crunch up that um skin. like if we bring we go to five guys and get burgers and fries um i'll reheat the fries and, I've, and it's an art reheating french fries but now nah, i'm getting good
2: at
0: it. <laughs> yeah that's and, cool you know air fryers are great <clears throat> as long as you just don't read a the instruction pamphlet that came with it and rely simply on that. If you got, you know, a couple of brain cell culinary brain cells.
1: <laughs> yeah. Try something out. Yeah, no, for sure.
2: <sighs>
1: I'm trying to think about what we're going to have for supper tonight. Now, um, shifting gears. I was doing a bunch of bunch of welding yesterday. I finished up the last of the carts that I needed for stuff. So I built like a heavy duty rolling platform for my drill presses. And that's nice because now, you know, I don't have to move it around every time I want to drill something. And then also my, my bigger bench top model, like, I don't know why this thing's not just floor standing. Like it's so tall that you couldn't use it on a regular workbench. So I had to build this whole platform low. And then the other one, which is a bench top, I had to make a riser for it, but it is nice to have those ready to go. So now I got both drill presses back. You know, I spent a couple weeks, anytime I need a few holes here and there, since I don't have a drill press set up, I just, well, let me grab my cordless and ding, and man, I'm getting so sick and tired of drilling holes that way. I'm like, this is for chumps, you know, <laughs> that's what I used to do before I had a garage. So I'm excited about that. And then I made a, a rolling stand for the router. And so now all of my tools for doing Etsy, actually all my power tools, all of them, I think have, uh, have carts. And so now they, I can park them out of the way. And when I need them, I just wheel them out, turn them on, put them back. I'm loving it. But yeah, I burnt a lot of wire yesterday. <clears throat> it's fun though. My little welder's working so good. It's so nice when you've got a welder that you just come up to. You turn it on. You turn on the gas. And okay, yep, this is what I'm welding. Set it up and just go. And it just sounds right and it goes right and it doesn't sputter or spitter. Oh, I love that thing. It's a game changer. You know what I'm saying?
0: I do. Um, and that's kind of when you get what you pay for mm-hmm. comes into it a little bit, a little. Yeah. Um, is there some light to medium duty welders out there? Uh, I, what are they? The uh, inverter style welders. Okay. That are okay. Right. Yeah. Lay down a nice, smooth, buttery bead, sound good, work good. But if you're going to do it, you know, a lot every day, yeah, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a professional welder or weld in your profession every day, if day, you're a maker, whatever, but you're not just a, a maker on Instagram. <laughs> yeah.
2: um,
0: you need to get a welder, a good quality name brand welder with a real company that stands behind it yeah and and now having said that um one of the two big ones red or blue they don't temper they don't um their warranty process sucks
1: hmm. <laughs> i've heard <laughs> hmm. yeah i've got uh I've got red I've never had problems with any anything I bought. It's funny though because I don't I won't show up my YouTube videos because they were we've talked about this on here yeah. I think yeah big bunch of jerk faces.
0: Like I said I would show them all day long with a different nameplate on them.
1: Yeah, I, sh- I should.
0: I I would flat make a if I had your um, ability to do this, you know, flat make a uh, either SLL or you know, clown donkey nameplate for it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and I could, and I could even, like... I even talked to Steph, and she's like, oh, I'll do it for you. She, she'll just wrap the whole thing in vinyl. Like, we could just make it black. You know, so it's like, oh, what brand is that? I have no clue. I've never seen a black welder before.
0: And you know then, what you should uh, do? What's that? I just... Instead of, like, the jokes I would do, and then eventually get in trouble over... Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know how, if you're videotaping something, you just redact the, the name... Or you redact something and it's blurry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Make a blurry sign and put over it. Yeah, <laughs> <that's>
1: right. <laughs> that'd be funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah,
0: yeah. I I don't know who it is because I don't watch them. But in your feed, you know how you see things that you're like, why am I seeing this? Yeah. There was uh, somebody that had a uh a new piece of equipment related to what they have whatever it is they do on youtube yeah but they had changed the nameplate to not a sponsor
1: oh really yeah. <laughs> huh yeah instagram feeds you weird stuff you know what it does to me at random it's like we're gonna show them a whole bunch of soccer skills videos like out of nowhere, it's like every other video is like soccer. Like, I'm like, why? I don't play soccer. I don't watch soccer. And then it'll, I'll be like, not interested, not interested, not interested. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all these kids doing these stunt shots in basketball. And I'm like, why am I? I don't care. Like, please. I, I don't know why they don't just feed you what you actively are involved with, you know? Well, I
0: can, I can give you a partial answer because this happened to me this week. Let's hear it. Uh, Wednesday, Tuesday night or Wednesday, I'm scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And on the YouTube shorts part of your feed, I started seeing something that really disturbed me because it was there. If you think that's what I look at mm. and in Instagram, that's all I started seeing. I'm like, why am I seeing this? And all kinds of stuff. I'm like, why? And I start looking at my settings and Instagram. They just said, here's 500 categories of crap we're going to start showing you. Um, really? And you had to go through and turn them off individually. Really? Yes. I'm like, well, Instagram, your days are numbered on my phone. Yeah. Because when, when I started, like, trying to get rid of some stuff off of Inst- you can't get rid of it off YouTube, but on Instagram you can. Now, yeah. I, then I started seeing um, just off the wall uh, cats. I mean, a real cat <laughs> kissing another cat, and but every video was that. Yeah. <laughs> or, or BMX. Ah. I'm like, what in the? Okay, that's better than. Um,
1: Cats you know, the kissing. guy next
0: to me in the doctor's always thinking I'm a pervert. But.
1: Yeah. Watching all those cats kissing. Man, it's crazy. So do you actually just go into the app and, like, where where do you, like, go into your personal settings? Yeah, I mean. I got to check that out. Let's see. Here. Instagram. Been... Oh, I got to sneak.
0: Click on me. No. Go up <clears> here to... Was it privacy or settings? settings. Hmm. There's an ad thing in here somewhere.
1: I had somebody remix one of my reels, <clears throat> which I didn't like. You know, Instagram's so stupid. Ads. Like Ads? And then
0: add topics, and then you click on that, and then there's, there's so many, it's unreal. Huh? And you can't just say, "Oh, I don't want to see them." No, individually, buddy.
1: So privacy.
0: And then ads. Hmm. And yours might very well be different than mine because. You're in a different country, yeah. yeah. And you have some different laws than we do. Um, yeah. Oh, one of the lawyer guys I was talking, uh, I talking to. But, um, I've communicated with him once. I watch him on YouTube. He was talking about a court case up in uh, Canada, up yeah. by, up in your neck of the woods, kinda. Okay. Well, it's in your province, as it were. You know. Alberta's so small, you
1: know. Oh, yeah, I probably know the guy, hey? Yeah,
0: but uh, <laughs> it's up in uh, uh, oil mines.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. And they have... Uh, like the oil sands?
0: Some uh, scaffolding union in trouble because they refused to work voluntary overtime. And uh, the headline said, you know, scaffolding workers in Canadian... Oil mine um, threatened with jail for not working voluntary overtime. Really? Mm. How did that doesn't make sense? Well, mm. if you read the actual labor board decision in the in the case, it makes perfect sense. There's a whole lot more into it because they're a union and they work at a company. There's a contract in place. Mm-hmm. The contract says you get paid X amount of money with X amount of benefits. And in the contract, there are certain number of voluntary uh, overtime hours you agree to work. Mm. Well, everybody got together and said, "Hey, let's refuse to work voluntary overtime and force them to pay us more money." Well, that's in violation of the contract. Mm. So, you know, okay. yep, there's a problem. Yep, there's your problem, lady.
1: Uh, you know I got this uh I don't know if I talked about it here before but this clanking sound in the front of my truck I'm gonna have to fix it
0: what do you know what it is no you know when it does it
1: yeah all the time in
0: motion not in motion
1: only in motion uh-huh. No, it's. Uh, I don't know. I've never taken apart like the.
0: You, you drive a Chevy, right? Yeah. Four wheel drive. Yeah. Does it have CV joint front end? I think so. I haven't looked. I don't yep, know. I'm telling you. It does. <laughs> so it's a CV joint. Probably.
1: That can't be that hard to do. I mean, I've done. Oh, a not like easy.
0: Ish. Okay. You know, for you, that'll be easy. But, um, you know, somebody that's mechanically inclined.
1: Yeah. Cause it's driving me nuts. Like when, yeah, when I'm driving like slow, like taking off, it's like a, and it's it's tied like just the way that it sounds, it's in perfect synchronization to my speed. So if I'm going real slow, it's like clink, clink, and it, well, yeah, you know, it then can it's it that, yeah, turning. and then when I'm on the highway, it's like, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, not like a CV joint. Yeah, it's loud.
0: It's either the CV, well, it could be the bearing, but probably not. It's,
1: like yeah I don't think it's a bearing because it, nothing's hot like when I and when those I get, sound
0: like a roar anyway yes
1: yeah and you can yeah, and you can kind of feel it's more of a, and it's a different frequency too yeah I thought oh great my bearings gone like as soon as it started doing it we were moving and I'm like and I have airpods in listening to podcasts so I probably didn't catch it right when it first started showing up but also one day I was like what is that noise and I take my things out, and I'm like, "There's a weird noise." I thought it was almost like a whistling sound, but I'm like, "No, that's that tied to my truck." And I did, like, the whistling goes away at about eighty kilometers an hour or slower. And uh, I was like, "Oh, something's wrong." And then I pulled over right away. I'm like, "If that's the bearing, I don't want to get stuck here." You know, I'd rather drive slower so I can at least. I went and felt the hubs. I'm like, "No, there's there's no heat. Like, nothing is hot at all. So it's got to be at CV."
0: Just yeah. Check the boot and see if it's ripped. Or yeah. it has a tiny little hole in it. If it is, the grease came out, it's toast. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, those can't be that expensive either. I know for my Civic, they're they're cheap. They're like 90 bucks. This one might be a little... Well, it will be more because it's probably... Well, I mean, it might
0: not be. Cause it's a common truck. Well, today it might be more expensive. Yeah. You know, I have a problem with... I, no one really knows the answer to why we're still in a situation with supply <laughs> chain issues. Yeah, um, people say they do. No, you don't. Um, and I think there's more happening than they're going to let us know about right now. Because yeah. I think part of it is um, China flexing. Mm. That's what I think. It's just me. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to use Chevrolet or General Motors Corporation as a an example because I know they did it. I know they do. Did it? Um, don't know if they're still doing it, but I know they did it. Uh, and Chevy, blah, 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 blah. Chevrolet pickups of a certain, I think it's since all of them since two thousand five, drivetrain spare parts. Yep. Were basically in two warehouses. Hmm. Basically, full to the brim. Connex is out back. You know we don't have enough room for this stuff. Supply chain issues hit, and this part that we've had sitting in that Connex because we don't have room for it, been there for two years, mm. and it's thirty dollars. You know what it is now? It's one hundred twenty-five. Why? Yeah. Because there's a supply chain issue. <laughs> yeah. I got a problem with that.
1: Yeah. I, I really ya. do. Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's so weird, hey? Yeah. But looking at this, I just typed it in. It's like 100 bucks for a CV joint, yeah. for axle, so that's good. And there's a whole bunch of YouTube videos, and the longest one is eight minutes, so I obviously it's not that big of a job. yesterday from
0: Rain Man Ray.
1: Never heard of him.
0: He's a mechanic down in Florida. Oh, okay. And in, he does his, not a vlog, but whatever he's working on that day, videos and talks about. Oh, okay. He's an incredibly interesting presenter. Hmm. He's funny. Um, but anyway. Hmm. So if we were still giving recommendations, that's who I'd recommend. Right on. But. Uh, <laughs> Do you ever watch Scotty Kimmer? <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you stand him? <laughs> I, I can't say what I would say. <laughs> I don't How was he? I,
1: how? You know, I wonder that.
0: I, that's what I wondered too.
1: Every time I think about a, an auto mechanic on YouTube, I'm like, how did that guy get there? Because I watch, like, you know, A1 Auto Parts. They do good, good videos. They have a that's YouTube right. channel. And it's very just like fact of the matter. Like, it's a teaching thing. And it's great because you can watch 30 seconds hit pause go do that step come back hit play you know it, it's fantastic but that's scotty Kemmer. what did you do just like yelling the whole time it's like dude take some chill pills man. manly
0: Shoo. and can you, you can use going um to- household wiring connectors in your car they're fine you can use <laughs> yeah. you know just regular brass compression fittings on your brake line nah, they're fine yeah he's like no you can't
1: <laughs> yeah and then and then when he's trying to tell people that like people that are things or repairs that people do that are wrong it's like don't do that that's just stupid that'll never work that's what stupid mechanics do and he's just gone i'm like wow man you are a lot to take and but yeah
0: i think the day i hit stop <laughs> and have and told youtube don't ever show him to me again yeah you know they do um he, and it was because he made this statement and he was dead serious because he stopped, said he was serious, and then said it again. Hmm. If you go to a mechanic or a dealership and they tell you that this needs to be done by the book with only OEM parts, they're just lying. They're just ripping you off. They're taking your house. Your yeah. kid's college fund. But...
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: Jesus. Yeah. No no i i can't yeah.
1: yeah you
0: know I can take some, some of these people's um uh half butting the job because you know that job can get away with that mm-hmm. I can i understand that right yeah I don't understand Scotty just screaming about everything and yeah. just saying the most n- insane stuff yeah he's yeah I like didn't get it either. um oh god what was one thing he said i know that uh one of south main auto's videos this week he was probably not doing the video or saying what he said in the video because anything scotty said but it directly addressed something in one of the first videos i saw scotty ever do hmm And he's like, when you're doing brakes, only do brakes one at a time. That way, if you forget where you're at, you go to the other side and look, and it's always going to be right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's not. Because what if the guy before you did both of them wrong? Yeah. And he said, but if you're a mechanic, you can look at Mm -hmm. this rear brake and see exactly what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Said the big shoe always goes in the back and they were both in the front. Mm -hmm. So if you were using the left side to do the right side, they're wrong. They're both Mm -hmm. wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. But anyway. Hmm. Hmm. It's funny. Yeah. 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 No, I'm excited. I um. Yeah. I wanted to hear your thoughts, and I that's. I think. I think we're both right. I think it's a CV axle.
0: If it's not, I would be surprised.
1: Yeah. No. It's. I. You know what? I didn't even know if that truck had a CV axle. To tell you the truth. I mean, I, it's not like I crawl under my vehicles and I'm like, how exactly does this thing work? It's like I know it's a four wheel drive. I, don't, I know it's not like a big lock, you know, a solid front hub like a Jeep has, but I'm also like, I, I don't care. Like, if I pull the four-wheel drive lever, it goes into four-wheel drive, I'm happy. <laughs> how it gets there, I don't really care. Or it's working. I, need I don't need it. to know how it works. Exactly. Until I need to fix it. But exactly. yeah, no. Sweet. This is good. I'm going to do that. Maybe I'll do that this weekend because, you know, I'm driving it and it sounds so bad. And, you know, it's funny because I'm riding my bike a lot on the highway and stuff and it's you learn a lot about vehicles by the way they sound when they drive by you, and uh, man, I guarantee I probably have deafened all the cyclists that I go by, because <laughs> some vehicles come by I'm like, man, this thing is so loud, or like it'll have something flying, like pop, 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 and it's so loud on a bike, and then I'm like, man, mine's just like, <laughs> like what is wrong with that truck? Oh man! Well,
0: I'm, I can answer a question for a lot of people. Mm Now that you brought up that bikes and loud vehicles Mm -hmm. Uh, or anybody in uh, Southern Maryland back in 2007 to 2010. And you're wondering who that jerk was on a Harley. If you're one of those uh, spandex bikers um, (laughs) that think you're Lance Armstrong and you're not that would, you know, downshift and he has straight pipes to begin with right when he hit the tail end of you guys and ride it like he's in a tunnel, right? But that was me.
1: <laughs> well, you know, what I used to do with my dad's Harley. Uh, you'd be doing the highway speed, and you just hit that kill switch for one second, turn it back on, and in, every time you get this oh, big boom. old backfire. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody cut me off. I go right up the and go boom. <laughs> and-
0: <laughs> I uh, I saw one. It was a lone rider, and he was in front of all the rest because I already got the rest. And I don't know, he he must have been 10 miles in front of these people. And he's just thinking he's all that. And I see him early enough. I got you. (laughs) So I just, and even though I got straight pipes, you can ride Mm -hmm. Mm quiet-ish. And then I hold in the clutch.
2: Yeah.
0: I downshed. Get right up next to him. (laughs) Drop that clutch <laughs> and, he, and he wrecks. I'm like, Yes, <laughs>
1: Todd, you're horrible.
0: I <laughs> slowed down, made sure it was okay. You know, if he stood up real fast and you know, he gave me the yeah, both of these fingers are okay, yeah. at least I'm, I'm good.
1: Oh, Todd, it's terrible.
0: I don't know why I hate those bikers, bicyclists, but I do.
1: I do too. And I'm a cyclist. Those guys I don't like. And I'll, I'll tell you why it is <clears throat> because the people that do that, right. That, that spend all that money, on those super fancy bikes and put themselves in those yogurt cup colored tidy things. They honestly think that they're so fast or so competitive and any cyclist who thinks that they're like better than others are generally some of the worst human beings on earth like the most full of themselves uh most narcissistic like seriously cyclists there's there's like practical cycling uh but then you get into those racers and man i haven't i haven't met one that races like that that's actually a nice thoughtful considerate person you meet them and and you always feel like you're just you feel like you shouldn't be there and and like oh man like the way they make you feels like you're really putting a a damper on my day because you exist on this planet that's how they treat everybody they go into the coffee shops and you see them in there and it's just like really i have to stand in line i don't stand in line i race in a line it's like just oh i can't stand them can't stand them and i'm a cyclist and then what they do here is because they think you know everything belongs to them and all this stuff you know we live on uh, there's one road that we can take into the city, and it's very narrow shoulders, and it's great because it's like no nobody's ever on it. It's a basically it was a gravel road that they paved, and I love it. But um, like yeah, the shoulders might be uh, like literally maybe twelve inches. So you know what? It's it's pretty narrow there if you don't move over for the cyclists. But I always <clears throat> just because I'm a nice guy, I always move over for cyclists, except there's cyclists that will just ride fully in the middle of the road and you know for for probably 59 and a half minutes out of every hour that's acceptable because it's not a very busy road but when when I'm a cyclist I'll ride you know I'm not necessarily on my side of the shoulder if the road is dead but when I hear a car coming I always move over and I always make sure that they know I'm there and You know what, if they don't move over like for me on that road, I'll just go into the grass a little bit and ride in the ditch for like 10 seconds. Just to make sure I've got the distance that I'm comfortable with between me and a vehicle that, you know, smacked me over like I wasn't there. But some of these cyclists, they're like, oh,
0: I'm just going to stay right here. And those guys, I don't move over as far for. Share the road. Yeah, share goes both ways, you jerk.
1: But not on a highway. Like, share the road. It's actually illegal for them yeah, to I ride know. on the road. Yeah. You know, here at least. But
0: I, well, yeah, you can't drive a ride a motorcycle on a highway here. Either. You can I mean, a bicycle. You can't yeah. walk on a highway either. But
1: yeah, <clears throat> they do it. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't I can't live I
0: homelessly in the median of a highway. But people do it.
1: And yet, here you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I uh, <clears throat> we were up. And right after we got the Toyota Tacoma up here and I went and bought the trailer and that road is like really windy. It goes up and down the mountain, lots of trees, beautiful, right? Cause the trees meet over the road and, uh, Benny loved it cause you know, hanging out the window mm-hmm. and another day, some other day when I didn't have to pull a trailer, we went just up the road to go there and then come all the way back, right? Mhm. Nice ride. And there was one of these um spandex bikers and he was just hogging the road, being a jerk. You can't get around him. He's doing 4 miles an hour. You're like, "Really?" And then I finally got around him and I'm like, "You know what? I did as fast as I could safely go on that road to get far enough in front of him to get in the blind spot of a curve, and I stopped right in my lane,
1: mm. put on my
0: hazards, <laughs> got out and acted like I was looking at my, uh, one of my tires, like yeah. I couldn't get off the road, and then just waited. And he comes around the, that blind corner going and almost too fast. Cause had he gone half a mile an hour faster, he wouldn't have been able to swerve. Yeah. And he'd ate the back of my truck, and i had been like, yes. <laughs> And then he, yeah, he saw me and he just got out of the road. And he's like, ah! and he stops, and uh, he's like, "Oh my gosh, are you okay?" I am now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just checking tire. You know, thought I was. Uh, I heard my bearing go. You know, just,
1: just making sure my tires were still round.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just you know I had to stop and check it. You know, yeah. Yeah, sorry. If, you know, if you almost wrecked. I you know, wish you the wreck for real, but. Yeah. Oh, Todd! <laughs> I hate them.
1: <laughs> oh dear! I just do. <laughs> oh yeah, I hear you. <clears throat> hey,
0: grilling, smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to ask when we were talking about it earlier. You have a um, a temp probe or a wireless one of those fancy things. I mean, what do you do?
1: uh not wireless but a a wired one and uh amazon works great it's nice because you can set it you know whatever temperature you want or based on the meat they'll give you guidelines and uh it's nice because uh, the screen is blue and then i think when it's within like 10 or 15 degrees then it goes green and then once you hit your thing then it goes red so i can have i just i put it in there like with the brisket i put it in and i just leave it on you know, once within reason, like, cause this thing was acting so crazy. I thought, well, I'm not going to go keep poking this thing every, you know, a new poke hole every couple of minutes. So I just put it in there and then I can always just look outside. don't even have to be out there. I can see the little temperature on the, the cooker itself. So I know what, what temperature we're cooking at. And then I can see the internal th- meat, you know, and works great. You know, one thing I would say, cause you know, our friends were talking about this brisket and he's like, ah, I'm too, you know, he, he doesn't really get too crazy with grilling. It's like, Uh, hamburgers and hot dogs and anytime he tries to do something it's always too dry and I said chances are it's because everybody overcooks things because they're worried about undercooking it but I told him I said the number one thing that has helped me become a better cooker of meat is a thermometer and I don't do anything without the thermometer because you know you take it up to what it's supposed to be boom that's when I pull it out and that way it's okay it's You know, for whatever it is, 165. Okay, good. We're at our minimum internal temperature. It's safe to eat, but I didn't cook it for one second longer than I needed to. And man, that is absolute change the game. And a lot of times, like when we first started using a thermometer, like for chicken breasts and stuff, i would be like, uh, honey, it says it's done. And we're like, really? It's only been 10 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, normally we do at least 15 or 16, but I'm like, well, let's try it. A little nervous and then rest like meat has to rest. And so rest it and then cut into the, the thickest portion of it. It's like, wow, this chicken is perfectly cooked. And there's actually this chicken breast has juices coming out of it. And it's game changer. Do you use a thermometer?
0: No, but I oh, I have an instant read. Yeah, so yeah. I do, but it's not a monitored kind of thing mm-hmm. where the probe stays in the meat. I'm yeah. getting one. That's I good. Just, yeah. There's so many out there, and, you know, it's hard, you know. Yeah. And
1: they're all just.
0: And now I thought I had just decided I was going to get a Therm Pro brand because they got the really good reviews. Now I can't. Why not? They're it's in partnership with Guy Fieri. Oh.
1: <laughs> What's, what you got against Guy Fieri? Uh, everything. I like him.
0: Well, I don't like anybody who. Talks as much crap as he does about how good he is. And then all but one of his restaurants in New York City has been closed for health reasons. Really? Yes. Huh.
1: Do um, you know would be funny? So do you You know that Doug Irvine, do you know who he is? Restaurant Impossible? Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if they sent him to one of Guy Fieri's restaurants? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. There's a dead mouse in this soup. Blah, <laughs> blah, blah.
0: Now I will say this guy isn't at any of those restaurants almost ever. He Mm. makes appearances yeah, and he took action to, um, correct everything, you know, change some staffing, Mm. but it's got your name on it. Yeah. You know, that's true. And then I I don't like his, uh, persona.
1: Hmm.
0: I just don't. He's yeah. got that um, smug, overly cool California guy thing going. Yeah, yeah. And I can't stand it. Yeah. I never have on anybody. Yeah, um, Dude, are you a chef or are you trying to be in the WWE?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know. <laughs> I know, like Slim Jims. Who's that? But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I hear you.
0: <clears throat> I'd like to I hit know. him with a chair.
1: Yeah. (laughs) although uh, like diners drive-ins and dives like okay if you take him out of there man some of the places that they go to oh looks so good and i get so much inspiration i'm like oh that is a way to do it right there i probably kind of like that
0: tv show i love it until and i hate ruining everything for guy but
1: (laughs) you just hate guy you read and
0: okay honestly This is more so why I didn't like him than the other thing, even though that's a thing too. On Diners, Drivers, and Dives, the overwhelming majority of the people, the restaurants he goes to, um, complain about doing the show afterwards, Mm -hmm. even though it increased their, you know, customer base and sales and everything. It, you know, damn near puts some of the restaurants out of business just to do the show because mm-hmm. restaurants are on a shoestring, you know, budget anyway. Mm-hmm. Most of them are. They just, they're just getting by every month because mm-hmm. that's just the way the industry is normally. Yeah. You know, people like Gordon Ramsay are the outliers by mm-hmm. far, but because uh, all the food has to be prepared. Um, provided by this restaurant. The show doesn't give them any money, at all, huh. for anything, right? And they yeah. have to cook everything you see on the show four times. Really? Yes. Once for pictures, for stills. Mm-hmm. Yep. Once for video b roll. Once to actually have guy there doing it, and one um, for taste testing. To Mm -hmm. see if it's even worth having on the show. Yep. So everything you see is cooked four times. Most of it is thrown away later. Mm -hmm. Because um, you can't have like and give it away. The show doesn't allow that. Mm -hmm. And then all the people in the restaurant during the show are plants. Every one of them. And you have to have that. And I understand that's a TV thing. You need to vet these people. So they're not, I don't know, taking their clothes off and running around behind the camera. Yeah. So you don't have nuts in there. But most of them are either loyal customers, longtime loyal customers, friends or family of the owner. Yeah. That's what um, it's a requirement of the show. Yeah. And then uh, there's a certain way you have to act in front of and to Guy Fieri. Mm. It's a and it, okay. If you have to put that in the contract, there's something wrong with you.
1: Yeah. I, I, that is a little weird.
0: What is it? I can't comment on his body odor, that he's a midget, <laughs> what? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Crazy. Oh my brother in law loves him.
1: Really? Yeah, You know what? I'm like neutral. Like he doesn't bug me. Um, and you know, it's funny because you hear these things like, oh, the dark side of Guy Fieri and like his temper. and But it's like, man, every famous person has somebody coming out saying something about that. Right? Like it's, it's whatever.
0: Well, I think every very successful chef, every famous chef has a dark side. I think so. Oh yeah. Because, You're relying on people, and it's not like you're sous chef. Johnny and Susie, they're your sous chef. Johnny and Susie can't do things their way or the way they think it would be better. They have to do everything exactly how you told them to do it so your food turns out to be your food every time. Yeah, this is true. And when it doesn't happen, when you get a, a critic in your restaurant and one of your staff screws it up for you, you're not going to be like, oh, well, maybe better next time. No, you're going <laughs> to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to <Yeah>. say something. <laughs> yeah. Might throw some things. Yeah. Um, and there, there's been a couple of uh, known uh, exceptions to that. But they're the outliers that, you know, they succeed because they're so um, sickeningly sweet. Mm-hmm. And you you just feel bad if you don't do it, yeah. You know, help them out. Yeah. What I can't stand though is, uh, uh, I've seen some behind the scenes footage of like, uh, different uh, races, different countries, and and the women always look the worst, mm. because. I, I one I don't like seeing women lose control like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I'm, I don't. I don't know if it's sexist or I don't know. But I don't like seeing a woman get so angry. She's throwing stuff and that nah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. just doesn't look right to me. Mm-hmm. You expect it from a dude? We suck. <laughs> 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 you yeah, know we're just toxic.
1: Yeah, toxic but males.
0: <laughs> I've seen some this. uh I think she's French, but she's like French from Indochina. Mm-hmm. And, oh, good God, she threw a uh, cleaver at somebody. Really? Now, I will say when she threw it, she turned it around in her hand.
1: Oh, okay. To protect them.
0: Yeah, so she wasn't, you know, premeditating murder, but uh, she did throw a cleaver. <laughs> mm. And I will say the guy that he, she threw it at was just standing there and boop, ducked sideways real quick and you know, almost didn't even stop chopping his green onions. Hmm.
1: That's
0: funny. And but you know it was a real, um, <clears throat> a real moment. It wasn't staged. Yeah. Uh, I've seen some behind the scenes of uh, Gordon Ramsay. I don't know how anybody works for that man back then.
1: Mm. I, I don't. I can't stand him. He's one guy I don't like. Um,
0: he I I now I've also seen some things like when he's with his family, he's a completely different dude.
2: Hmm.
0: He's kind, he's uh caring. I think he just cares so much about the food and his reputation. Now I'm not mm-hmm. excusing it. I'm just trying to reason it.
1: Yeah. That's all. Yeah.
0: I don't excuse his behavior at all.
1: Yeah, I don't like. I I don't like. Yeah, just the way he acts, the swearing nonstop, and I'm like, ugh, yuck. You know what? Yeah, no. I'm a huge non-fan of Gordon Ramsay. Like, don't like him at all. Can't stand the guy. But personalities, right?
0: Oh, I'm I'm not a fan, and I'm not not a fan. I'm ambivalent to him, unless. He's actually on one of his uh, shows that they pretty much don't air here. They air in England. When he's actually talking about the restaurant, the hotel, the bar industry, and how to make it better. And then he's, you know, using his brain. And, and it's like, are you Gordon Ramsay? Mm. Are you Bob his twin? I don't know. But yeah. you don't seem like the screamy guy on American TV. Yeah. Now he still can um, you still know it's there but it doesn't show at all. He's just nice uh, teachy. You know he teaches. Mm. Um, It's a whole different side of him than they put on for American TV. Hmm. Now he has said he's not acting.
2: Yeah.
0: He said you know yeah does he cuss more? Maybe. Maybe not. Hmm. But It's different. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, I don't, I can't. The first couple of seasons of Hell's Kitchen I could watch. But I think, personally, and no one would watch it. It would fail miserably. But I think if you're going to have a reality show about cooking, here's how it should be. You bring on 30 people to start and you teach them, yeah, professional um, culinary arts teachers, chefs, and you teach them like if you went to culinary school,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? But you condense that down for TV, and then all right, here's the here's the teaching, and then in every lesson you have like a final, mm-hmm. and whoever does it worst leaves. Yep. And then that's how. And then you make a good chef a real good chef by the end of the show instead of screaming your way through it and making people cry and just stupid stuff yeah i mean because they see these shows with people who have no clue how to cook just for drama one season of hell's kitchen it's the season i quit watching for a while for like a decade um They, the producers knowingly put a drug addict. He was a chef, but he lost his job, like like last two jobs, because he has a substance abuse problem. And they Mm. put him on that show and then made that the reason they kicked him off. Oh, really? Yeah, they found marijuana in his dorm room. And uh, even though when he was fired from one of his jobs, it was heroin. Yeah. But on the show, it was marijuana. Hmm. and Gordon's just uh, screaming blah 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 you know they got the fake cops there they're gonna arrest him (laughs) yeah really really no
1: yeah most reality tv shows so lame like and like I don't know why we always Steph and I always watch Big Brother um and it's one of these things that I'm like I'm embarrassed to say it but yet like they're Like, in the beginning, it's so, I can't stand it, right? Like, it it, it has to go on forever. It's, like, the last quarter of it, I think, is kind of interesting. Or maybe the last half. In the beginning, it's so stupid. But it seems every year, they just get, like, dumber people showing up for it. And it's like, ugh. I'm like, I don't think it was this bad last year. But, man, just, like, absolute zeros and just... And then, of course, they're so uh, social justice warrior charged that I can't even watch it. It's like, oh my, I don't care. Like, I'm not I'm not coming here to, to, to learn about your opinions on how we can make this world a better place. I'm here to watch a TV show, you know? And it's like, oh, we're going to take a moment and then bl- bl- I'll say, shut up. Anyways. Well, there, that was the first little bit of grouching I've done this podcast, Todd.
0: I missed it. <laughs>
1: I know. We started out talking about food, and that just put us into too good of a mood. And now we're la-dee-da. Oh, I guess it got a little bit grumpy with those little schnivel bicyclists. Hey?
0: No, that was fun.
1: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It was like midget bowling. You (laughs) stand 10 of them up down there, and you roll a (laughs) medicine ball at them.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's horrible, Todd.
0: (laughs) No, it isn't. It's fun.
2: How dare you! (laughs)
1: you you know I uh in the move here because you know when you get the roadcaster and there's those little the little cardboard cutout where you can label what your little sound pads are I have no clue where mine went and so I don't know which sound pad is which so I've been well I haven't used a sound pad since we've uh started podcasting here I got to find my little my little reference again so I can you'd hate to like
0: the desktop app tells you what it is
1: yeah, yeah, I know. I just like having it on here, cause that way I can just. Add oh no, I meant so
0: you know what, what the label are. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'll shut up. I now.
1: just I need to find one of those cards, one of my cards again, because I don't want to try and find Greta and then end up having crickets.
0: I might have a couple spares, just you know.
1: Okay, I'll. Uh, I think I know where it is though, because I I just got to find it. But it's a pretty good little system, isn't it? There's a new one. Have you seen this like a new like Roadcaster Pro? No. Yeah, I don't know what I wish better it does.
0: There was a way for Roadcaster to have also, because um, I like Roadcaster for one thing, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm wishing Roadcaster had it. But I'm sure there's something somewhere because this is basically for audio, right? Yep. Well, why can't they add camera or video little thing here? Yeah, that's true. That way, if you're, um. Like video podcasting, and you could have multiple angles, mm-hmm. or switch between people if you have a guest with you or a co-host, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: there's so much of it now that's audio and video. And I don't wonder why Road is just sticking to audio.
1: Yeah, you know, like the one. Ah, that's interesting. You know, when I kind of think about it at first, I'm like, oh, just stick with what you're really good at. Makes sense, but then the other. And it's like, yeah, you are also giving up a huge market.
0: But I have, you know? uh, I don't know. There's so much I, I don't know because this is all new to me. I have a technological knowledge based gap of about a decade.
1: Yeah. You know what? You just close. quit, you know? Yeah. You know one thing I really kind of never thought I'd, I'd feel this way but so I don't generally when I'm building stuff like I don't do drawings like I just start putting things together um, and then like I figure out measurements right like I figured out where I want the handle of my drill press to be and then I measured from there to the base and then you know so that means this and I did the math very very simple math subtracting and then I was doing this in a book and I was like man I don't ever do drawings maybe I should do drawing and I'm like do you know what i wish and i don't know maybe it's just something i need to do but like i look at like brian house um you follow him no he's making uh really cool stuff uh like he's making a, a he's calling it the apollo forge and so he's made his like a castable ribbon burner and man the guy is, he's a machine like just he's crushing it. Like he's got his grind he's grinders. He's selling like crazy. He's doing this and that. And you know, a guy that he started actually like working for, I don't know, I'm a major like Fox news. I think it was, um, trained as like a camera operator and, and worked in that whole industry for years and years, uh, started like a computer repair place for like senior citizens. And then ended up selling that he was a boat captain for a couple of years, did like fishing charters and stuff. But, um, oh where where on earth was I going with this oh yeah so I'm like following along with his stuff like I follow my Instagram and you know he wants to make a part and he's got like a nice plasma cut table and everything's bought himself right like he's got this nice shop and he's earned it and uh but he's like oh he needs this little bracket for this thing so he just opens up his computer blah, 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 and then sends it to uh his plasma table and I'm like I don't even know that first step, the computer stuff. And I'm like, even if I was doing woodworking, say I'm gonna make a piece of wooden furniture. You know, nothing overly complex, but something simple like a picnic table. I wish that I had the skills on the computer to mock it all up. And then okay, so this and this and this and okay. You know, and then so many of those programs, okay, boom, print my cut list and it comes out, you know. I do not do any computer aided design, and I used to for work, like like AutoCAD. And uh, like when SolidWorks was like a brand new thing and like most people never heard of it. I didn't do a lot of the the 3D modeling stuff, but AutoCAD all the time. And since then, like probably for 20, maybe not 20 years, like 15 years, 15 or 20 years, I haven't done any of it. And uh, man, I wish I did. Like, maybe I'm going to have to just force myself into it. Because there's so many times, you know, if you could build something and have a, a complete representation of it. And it's like, okay, yeah, that looks good. Then it's like, okay, this is the exact amount of material I'm going to need. And I'm going to cut all these pieces like this and this and this. And Or you can look at it and be like, yeah, I, I don't like that though. I don't like that. But I guess the one thing is that, like, I have a skill in that, like, I don't ever measure things. I don't pre-plan stuff. I just start putting it together. And I've done that enough that I don't even have to have an idea in my head what, I just have to know what it's going to do. And it always ends up coming in a result that I'm happy with. I don't really ever make anything and be like, oh, I wish I would have changed this. this. This proportion is totally wrong or this measurement was goofy or something, but I don't know. Have you ever tried like, like 3D design software for like building stuff? Yeah. You you use it regularly? No. Nope. Did you like it?
0: Nope. Yeah. When, now, when was I the last used time it, you tried it? Whatever that thing was that Google had created. SketchUp. Yeah, I used SketchUp and then the all the way through the not the most recent iteration but the one before that
1: mm-hmm.
0: really nice right mm-hmm. I I'm like I could have built it by now yeah I by know. the time That's I true. get everything right because I'm such a anal retentive perfectionist mm-hmm. when I'm building something yeah I, I want the computer um I wasn't just doing a uh, you know what I mean I wanted it it to be the perfect final product, not what I was yeah. going to build. And then I was yeah. going to build it. And I'm like, yeah. this is taking too long. Yeah. I built, um, a pantry with punched copper front mm-hmm. and did that in sketchup. And it took like a week. And I'm like, <laughs> "It will take me three days to build it.
1: I know. I, I think the, there's a huge investment up front with that stuff. Cause You know, when I, when I use those software, I'm like, okay, circle. Okay. We're fine. Circle. Okay. Okay. How do I change the diameter of this circle? Oh, that, you know, and so many of these guys, they're just like fast, you know, like their fingers are just whizzing all over the place. And as fast as you can think about it, they're drawing it up. And like 10 minutes later, they've got a completely, uh, dimensionally correct part done. And I think it's just because of that huge initial learning curve and you have to invest tons upfront, but I, I think it's one of those things it is. It's like, no, yeah, it's going to take you a long time for a long time. And then all of a sudden you'll start getting faster and then you keep, don't keep going. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you know what? It's actually quicker to do this. Cause I can do the drawing real quick and hit my cut list. And it literally tells me exactly all the materials I'm going to need. And I, I think there's guys that can do that for simple projects faster than i can like if i'm making a a wooden project and then you know i'll go through and i'll be like okay this the board this board okay this and this and i'll get this out of this and and it takes me like i don't ever want to buy too much material but i'm also like i'm not going back again so you know it it takes a while like 20 minutes to go ahead and and run everything in your head and make sure you got all the right stuff whereas i think there's guys that could draw the whole thing up in 10 minutes and be there you go done but that's not me i I couldn't tell you what it
0: was right now I'm looking for it on my computer, and I can't find it. Um, but it was a software that did just that. It might have been Cutlist Pro, for all I know. You build it, yeah. and then it automatically does your cut list. Yep. And Material Guide and all that. And, oh, it was so difficult. I'm like, software's stupid. Hmm. And I thought it was just me, right? Oh, no. Yeah. turns out everybody had a problem with it, and now yeah. it doesn't look anything, the, the new one, of the last five or six years, doesn't look anything like it used to Hmm. Um, people that used, you know, uh, fusion or whatever other computer aided design software would use it as a reviewer. And they're like, this is stupid. Mm -hmm. Nothing Hmm. in it is where it should be. And anyway, Yep. yep.
1: Right on. Well, I should probably get to
0: work. I'm uh, looking around for a CAD training program, like a three- or five-day mm. for dummies. Mm-hmm. They, they have online courses, but I like to have a – some things are online. That's cool. But
2: it's nice because I have
0: up. no idea what I'm doing, yeah, I like an instructor to bounce things off of.
1: Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool, man. I hope you find something. And then, uh, just one last thing here. I got to get ready soon. Well, technically hunting season for archery started on the first. And then I was walking from the house to the shop to podcast this morning, three muley deer just come walking behind the barn. And, uh, I was walking slow and they're looking at me. They're just out of range, but I'm like, uh, I don't, I haven't bought my license yet, so I got to get that. Cause, uh, hunting season is here. That was the first thing my my son did when he turned eighteen. He went and bought his own hunting license. <laughs> He's like, "Cause I can." That's good.
0: Muley deer season. If it's brown, it's down.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right I and mean, on. What would you think about the picture of the five bucks in my backyard?
1: That's crazy, man. And that's
0: the only time we've seen more than one buck come really? to the yard. They have five of them, I'm like, wow. The you know rut's not that far away yeah they're just hanging out having a boys day
1: yeah <laughs> weird
0: it is i'm like y'all are retarded Can yeah. you come back
1: i put you in the pit the bear. day after season
0: starts <laughs> i
1: put you, you the pit bear 40. boys <laughs> that's right
0: all right four of you will get a lot of corn one that's not right. so much
1: <laughs> that's right
0: y'all oh decide
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well thanks a lot todd it was a good show loved it yeah thank you Yeah, and thank you to our listener. (laughs) Appreciate you listening. Yeah. uh,
0: You're for parole (laughs) soon.
1: That just came out of left field, man. I'm like, that was a good one. (laughs) I like that one, Todd. That was a good one. Right oh, on. Feel free
0: to use that anytime. <laughs>
1: yeah, I will. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks a lot, buddy. All right,
0: thank you, man.
1: And uh, we'll catch y'all next week. See you. Bye bye.